When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, congratulations, everybody. You got over the hump. It is Thursday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Our friend Holly is on a little vacay. Our friend Brian is here filling in. Thanks, Brian. Hey, no problem, guys. Well, okay. I, I thought it, well, we all thought it would be a really good idea to get started with this story that Bradley, I'm guessing that a lot of people are like me and that they read the headline. And we're a little bit confused, but maybe didn't click on the link. This is a story about Alec Baldwin. So while Hilaria was the victim of social media trolls, Alec claims now he did not pull the trigger of that gun that fired a lethal round that led to the death of a human being. So I'm going to explain what all of that means. But the headline you're referring to, uh, or you know, there are several versions of this headline, Alec Baldwin, I didn't pull trigger on hot gun. That is the... Uh, TMZ headline, but if you go to ABC, for example, Alec Baldwin exclusive, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. And you'll see a lot of headlines if you haven't already, and maybe like Colleen, you just read the headlines. Um, well, mostly because you knew I was going to tell you about this well, yeah. so that you didn't have to read the story. I had anyway. a heads up, but other people may have seen the headline and just didn't go for it. And, um, I can explain what he means by that, but this all has to do with the interview that will air this evening on ABC and will stream later on Hulu, mm. wherein Alec Baldwin talks to George Stephanopoulos for the first time about the events that led to a tragic death on the set of his film Rust. And this interview was teased with a two minute ish trailer wherein uh, Alec is peppered with questions by George Stephanopoulos. And of the things he allegedly says, he did not pull the trigger. Dot, dot, dot. But he was holding the gun that shot the lethal round. So that seems like a contradiction. Well, I was just going to say that is a really confusing statement and I do not understand what that means but well, I will say in terms of like a really great tease yeah for a interview which is, yeah which is what that was yeah. I'm in yeah also it's kind of gross and weird well it's super gross and weird <laughs> I mean, like we can I, all acknowledge that but yes I, I have more questions I have mixed feelings we can talk about the mixed feelings after the fact but let me just say that TMZ caught up with a weapons expert a hollywood weapons expert so somebody who is familiar with guns in hollywood i don't know i imagine that means on the set of movies etc um this guy's name is steve wolf and he says he thinks what alec means by that is that while he didn't pull the trigger it really just boils down to semantics he uh, gave a demonstration i guess on tmz live wherein he took a similar style gun and essentially it's it's Obvious that through the demonstration he gave, 
the slightest bit of pressure on a trigger can cause a gun to fire. So while Alec may not have pointed the gun in the mm-hmm. direction or may not have intended to like go, you know, point, shoot, bang, bang, mm-hmm. um, having that gun loaded and the kind of gun that it was, it didn't take a pulling of the trigger right. for it to go off. Pulling the trigger implies, I think, as is being semanticized, yeah. which is not an actual word, but like I think that what they're trying to do is is get you to think like he didn't pull the trigger dot 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 but he still applied pressure to the trigger such that it discharged a weapon so he may not have intentionally pulled back really hard all the way on the trigger he didn't need to because according to this expert the slightest bit of pressure just looking at the thing wrong could i mean i doubt that that it's probably a little hyperbolic but but the point being right i think alec baldwin is going to try to make his case publicly that uh, the the bullet ended up in a gun that should never have ended up in the gun, and he didn't point and intentionally pull the trigger at another human being. You know, no matter how many times we talk about this story and the various ways that we've had to talk about this story, it never stops just being so absolutely tragically sad um, for so many reasons. And the fact that that conversation is even happening and that it is happening in an interview with George Stephanopoulos and that we are hearing about it in a tease in the way that we're hearing about it and then having to go back and try to understand what that means. All of that just makes it even more sad, right? Because at the end of the day, Alec Baldwin is the mouthpiece of this, but there's a real person who lost their life, Helena Hutchins. So I think like... All there are lots of victims in this case. Obviously, there's the woman who lost her life, um, but there are a number of victims, right? Like, if you believe that this was an accident, and I don't know who those victims are, but I'm saying in any case like this, you would imagine right. there are victims all over the place in the sense that anybody who was connected with the chain of events that led to this tragic death. By the way, also remember, we're not fully aware that somebody's not going to be charged, right? So, like, this is still an open book. Um, but what I mean by that is like, then it becomes a question of where you place the emphasis or what victim you are looking at. And it sounds like in this interview, Alec Baldwin is that he's not a victim, but like, that's the, if he's crying on camera, explaining what happened, Mm -hmm. there is an intention to make you think that Alec Baldwin has been victimized by this tragic chain of events, Right. right? Like that seems to be the way they're framing the story. I'm not saying that's the way it should be or it is because I don't know enough to maybe have that strong of an opinion about it. It just seems like kind of gross on the part of ABC to be teasing us with, you know, what Alec Baldwin thinks. I also understand totally why ABC is doing what they're doing with this interview. And I will watch that interview for sure, because whether I think it's right or wrong, I want to hear how they present this narrative as given by Alec Baldwin. And that's like the push-pull, right? Like, that's the tension that we always find ourselves in when, you know, we have questions or thoughts or maybe disagreements about the way a story is being packaged, and yet our morbid curiosity is so present that we want to run toward it, even when we do have fundamental disagreements about how they're doing it or what they're doing.
But this tease is, you know, textbook tease, but also so completely gross. Well, yeah, and I, I also think this is about Alec Baldwin trying to save his career, which, you know, you can think is wrong or right. I mean, that's up to the listener to decide, but I think that's what it is, mm-hmm. right? He ha- is a public figure in order for him to continue doing what he does in Hollywood. It's imperative that the public feel, if not empathy, at least that he was not a perpetrator in some way. Mm-hmm. And whether or not a court of law thinks that, that's entirely separate from, as is often the case with these kinds of stories, the media narrative. Because sometimes in the year 2021, at least, the media narrative is almost more important from the perspective of media yeah, uh, and for the future of people's careers Mm -hmm. than the one that is actually adjudicated in a courtroom. I I will say, here are some of the things that Alec actually says. And again, this interview is going to air tonight on Hulu and then it will stream later on Hulu and ABC as well. If you have Hulu as your TV service, it will air tonight on ABC. Also, it will stream later uh, in the evening on Hulu exclusively. Um. Here's what Alec Baldwin had to say in this exclusive interview. Quote, uh, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger at them. Never. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. So those are assertive declarative statements on the part of Alec Baldwin. What remains to be seen is then how did a person end up dead? Yeah. And that will be the $60 million question. I imagine many people will be tuning in to listen. Something tells me we're not going to get a very clear answer on that. Because if we did, I feel like somebody else would have told us that. Well, And also, you know, you, you really um, expertly laid out the fact that this interview is about the court of public opinion. Yeah. There still is an actual investigation. investigation that is ongoing. And so... I have no doubt, and I actually think it's important to watch this interview knowing that behind the scenes, Alec Baldwin has been coached about oh, what he can sure. and can't say, right? So as you're watching it, and I'm not saying that as um, that's not necessarily a negative thing. It just is a thing that is. Mm-hmm. He has been coached about how to talk about this, what he can and can't or should or should not say, Um and he is carrying out what he has been coached on. Yeah. And that's just reality. And so, again, the we're watching this this media story uh, as part of the testimony in the court of public public opinion. Yeah. But there is an investigation ongoing and there is no the things that he says on this on this interview may not necessarily come up in the actual investigation. Yeah. So it's important to just kind of hold all of that really lightly while we're consuming what is ultimately just a super tragic story. He goes on to say in this interview, again, uh, from one of the excerpts that they released, quote, I think back and I think of what I could have done. She was someone who loved, who was loved by everyone who worked with her and liked by everyone who worked with her and admired. I mean, even now I find it hard to believe she's gone. It doesn't seem real. Like what's so bizarre about all this, and I just can't even imagine being directly connected to the story because those just sound like lots of words. They mm-hmm. don't really like, I don't know. I can't imagine what it's like to be in this situation right now because I don't know what the right answer is for how Alec Baldwin should be dealing with this other than like the human response you would hope people would have. Like I'm sure he's done his part to, you know, make sure that, 
any responsibility he did have, he'll be accountable to or not. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Yeah. But it's just, I think the thing most people will tune into when they listen, when they watch this interview is how a person can possibly go on with their life after killing another person. Yeah. And, one imagines he believes accidentally. Yeah. Oof. Well, that's all happening tonight. No doubt we will um, watch it and probably speak about it tomorrow oh, right sure. here on yeah. the Colleen and Bradley show. When we come back on My Talk 1071, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hello, friends. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful. And how is your beautiful face? You know what? It's it, my face is okay. It I don't feels get to see great. It as much, I know. Other than gotta, when it's on TV, which is every day at three. Yes, that's true. Three to four thirty. Um, okay, let's talk about Prince Charles and Prince Harry, shall Ooh, we? Let's okay. Do it. They are talking again, but it is not all roses, is what the headlines say today. You know, Charles hasn't seen Harry in almost eight months. I, I guess. Yes, that could be a sign of something, but I think a lot of people could say they haven't seen family members in eight months. These are the times we're living yeah, in. Yeah, I know. Welcome to our world. Right. But they are back on speaking terms again. They saw each other at Prince Philip's funeral in April, and Charles has spent several days uh, this week in Barbados as it becomes a republic, but he has yet to meet his granddaughter. Wow. Lilibet, who was born in July. That's kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, when you really that's, have the resources to make it happen. Yeah, that's bonkers. But you also imagine that it takes an act of Congress. I mean, literally, literally not because yeah. they don't do or, that. But um, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It yeah. takes an uh, arm and a leg, metaphorically, to, you know, get things to move when you're, you know, r- a royal. royal. When you're a royal. Yeah. The channels of communication are open, but it's not like they're sitting down for a heart to heart on the phone once a week. Still, Charles very, very hurt when he felt blindsided by Harry and Meghan deciding to leave everything about the family. Listen, I thought you were going to bring up a whole bunch of other stuff because they have, there have been all kinds of headlines recently about Charles and... Oh, yeah. Charles stuff. and the... Yes, the stories that have come out saying that it was Charles was the one who speculated about uh-huh. what Archie's skin color would look like when mm-hmm. he was born. Um, and that when Meghan heard about that, how horrified she was, she told Harry... And then in their sit-down interview with Oprah, they told all of us about it. And there was speculation this week that it was Charles. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Who was the one who um, who did that? I don't know, though. I mean, I hadn't, re- I hadn't read any confirm or denial, right? 
Right. Here? No, uh-uh. No, it's just the scuttle. Yeah. It's the scuttle. It's the scuttle. Which we like to, you know, wallow in the scuttle. For, For sure. sure. It's like a chapter of my forthcoming memoir. <laughs> it's going to be. Memoir-y. I will read it. <laughs> I will buy it. Um, there is a story today about Edie Falco talking about um, her sobriety and saying that um, everything in her life was all about alcohol at the time that she was dealing with addiction. I guess I didn't even realize that that was um, something that she had dealt with. I didn't either. She said I was a non-drinker for years. Mm. And then I had my first drink at college. So I I guess that's kind of funny because that's like I didn't drink when I was a kid. You know, I mean, I yeah, I was a non-drinker, too, for (laughs) quite a few many years from birth until. Right. Uh, (laughs) Then she said I had my first drink at college and I found Nirvana. Um, which I think is in. She did not mean the band. No, okay. she didn't mean the band. It was okay. a lowercase n. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> You're welcome. She said it was the answer to all of my problems and the cause of all my other problems. I was a big fan of cocaine if it was around, but I could never afford any. And marijuana just gave me anxiety. That's what mm. Edie Falco talked about. Interesting. Yeah, marijuana. Mm, I think it makes a lot of people paranoid. Mm-hmm. I just sat in a chair and didn't move and i was like i don't know why i would do this yeah i don't Booze have enough experience really with it to the, know the uh the pep like, in your step lies, that you needed <laughs> the the I- idea that i had far more control than i actually did yeah that's fair i don't know you guys though i you know i turned 40 this summer and you know how there are all of those this is the problem with cliches. They're annoying until you find out that they're really true. Right. Yes. Well, right. usually that's the thing about getting older is you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. These it's people true. People were right. I know. And right. when you have There's a, a reason they all behave that like way. Like the cliches of when you have kids, all of those things are mm-hmm. true. And then when you turn 40, all of those things are true. Like, yes. I just feel like, oh, man, I can't do some of the things that I used to be able to do. The thing that was shocking to me was the time I realized I was just bored with the taste of wine. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That happened. And like, <laughs> I mean, and it's it's the difference. There's just so many fewer glasses that you can enjoy before right. it turns to non-enjoyment. Right. So then I just was like, well, I guess I'm going to keep the glass. I know. It's starting. It's happening. And then I just put sugar. other things in it. It's yeah. all the good things. And sh- sugar, I like, I'm having. And then I'm like, oh, man, I feel so bad after I had that. Right. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. I, here's the next level is you quit drinking. You're like, yeah, I feel so much better. And then you like eat a bowl of ice cream and wake up the next morning with a hangover. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, like wait a minute. By the time I'm 60, I'm going to look at food and be hungover. No, you'll just, just be, be like, like rolling around sticks. in a bowl of kale. Yes, <laughs> that's it. That's all it's going to be. Uh, speaking of turning 40, Britney Spears is very celebrate, uh, excited to celebrate her 40th birthday in Cabo. Perfect timing as she is now free. And she's going to be... Um, in Cabo, she and Sam flew uh, via private jet to Cabo to celebrate her birthday. She loves beach vacations what? and hasn't when, been to Mexico in many years. When is her actual birthday? Oh, I mean, obviously, it's in the next like, like, coming week up. Or so. All right, well, happy December, birthday, Brittany. It's today. Shut the front door. 1981. The 2nd? She's December 2nd? Yep. Happy birthday, Brittany. It's a Brittany. good thing we celebrated oh, for her. I know. Welcome, Brittany. Awkward. Why didn't we have like a party or we something? We should have had some sort of party. You know, I think we just weren't prepared, y'all. Mm-hmm. I know. I guess I, it was, I knew it was coming up, but I didn't realize it was like just today. Yeah. Happy today. birthday. Welcome to the 40 Club. It's great in a lot of ways. Oh, it really is. It, yeah. And it gets better. Yeah. That's and what better. everybody keeps saying, mm-hmm. which I think it's, well, what's your alternative, Colleen? Death. It's like you're either getting older or you're dead. Yeah. Right. It's true. You got to decide. But it really does just get better know, and better like when you realize like, you don't care about stuff you used to care about mm-hmm. anymore. And yeah, it's just good. I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. 
Kirsten Dunst says producers once told her to fix her teeth. I'm not surprised by this. And she didn't do it. She's appeared in over 80 movies over the course of her three-decade career I love her. in Hollywood. She's certainly not immune from the industry's impossible beauty standards. She's 39. And she said that um, producers wanted her to fix her teeth and revealed that her director, friend, and longtime collaborator, Sofia Coppola, really was the one who helped to boost her self-esteem. That's, I mean, I love that. And I just, I do love her because she is, I mean, she, you know, listen, I loved her in Bring It On and I loved her in Fargo and I loved her in The Virgin Suicides. Like she has, she's had quite a career and, um, to hear that she just intentionally went against recommendations and that she had a mentor who would employ her who said you be you isn't that important too right totally and a female and a female yeah Yeah, you got it all right my friends it's been a pleasure we adore you thank you so much for that dirt alert when we come back on the colleen and bradley show our friend donna is going to join us to solve some pop culture mysteries bradley's going to bring them to us today um nope Donna and I are going to try to solve them in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item after this. Oh, we've got some pop culture mysteries to solve right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Our friend Donna Valentine has joined us to help solve them. Hi. In a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, these blind items are just juicy bits of gossip with the names left out. They come from a place called crazydaysandnights.net. You guys have to figure out who we're talking about today. That uh, bevy of beauties is none other than Colleen and Donna. Here we go. In exchange for agreeing to an interview, this A-list, mostly movie actor's wife, is going to get multiple spots on the early morning show on the network hosting the interview. Okay, Hillary so this is... Yeah. Yes! yes! And who's the... Uh, Alec Baldwin and yeah. George Stephanopoulos and the Today Show? I mean, what? Would that no, be no that's network? Good Morning America. Good Morning America. ABC. ABC. Yeah. Yes, Queen. All right. Let's read through this, shall we? Great. In exchange for agreeing to an interview, Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria, is going to get multiple spots on Good Morning America. Ew. This is gross. This is so gross, especially because of the subject matter of the interview. That's really okay, but you know what, you guys? Have you met Hollywood lately? No, I know, and that's I love how like there are times when we like forget where we're going or like what planet we're on. Yeah, it's sort of like the same thing that happens when you are watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. and they break up, and you go, "Oh, I thought they were real," and then you have to like then you have to take five steps back and go, "What's wrong with me right now?" Okay, so here's the thing, like. In any other facet of life, this would be called bribery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why is it acceptable? <sighs> Show business. Donna, because nothing is real and, and everyone, everyone smokes. Everybody thought we were crazy and now they're Look at speaking that. Look at this. I know, it's tune. true. Shall we do another blind item, okay. ladies? Let's do it. This one is also probably not that hard, but here we go. This was actually confirmed from NT Lawyer, published originally on November 22nd of this year. The publicity team behind this A-list singer slash bad actor is working (laughs) overtime 
to stop the spread of negative stories about the singer. Mm. His plan is to try and record music with the permanent A-list <gasps> singer. No. In quotes. Okay, so you seem I to know. I know this. You go. Okay. You go. Do the, do the magic, Donna. So the A-list singer, bad act. Terror. And for listeners of the the Colleen and Bradley know. show, they know who this is probably. Okay. But you can get there. Why don't I know this? Well, can I give you a couple hints, please? Yes. So this person has been recently in headlines for a couple different storylines from their past uh, involving two separate women for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. I happen to know, because I've heard you speak of it, mm. that you watched a recent... Uh, Documentary or series? He has something about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, like he's been in the news for... He's always on the wrong end of the, the uh, publicity. And he's an A-list singer? Mm-hmm. Experience. And actor, but a- not ba- not a good actor. Like, he acts, but like you're like, oh. Also, his acting recently got him into trouble. Okay. True. Uh, okay. Justin Timberlake? Yes, yes! queen! No, she did it! Yes! I don't think okay, he's a so, bad actor. That's Well, I know. So, See, that's the thing. I know. That I know. tells us a lot about your taste in movies. But <laughs> let's move on and fin- have you finish the second part of this. Because okay. remember, there's also a permanent A-list singer. Quotes. Which Britney is- Spears. Yes! Okay. Got him! Okay. Yes. The publicity team behind Justin Timberlake is working overtime to stop the spread of negative stories about him. His plan is to try and record music with Britney Spears. Because if you look today, most recently, I think the headlines are all about how there's been like this. He wants to do a private apology and she's like, you know, subtly saying, you can do that. Mm. I like you. So... Wouldn't that be a great opportunity to record some music? Yes. Let's go back in time and record some great pop music. Yes. By the way, it's Britney Spears' 40th birthday today. Yeah, Happy we just birthday. learned that. Happy birthday yeah. to Brit Brit. Yeah, finally. <sighs> Should we do another one? Yes. yes. All right. Another juicy bit of gossip. Why do they got to be juicy? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All gossip is juicy. This you don't want dry gossip. Is you, This one comes <laughs> Everybody knows to that. us from uh, the same place we always get them. The This A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor sure has been pushing himself into the news each day. I mean, one thing he hasn't mentioned is the plastic surgery mm-hmm. he has been doing to his face hmm. and no it's not tom cruise i think we've already established the chipmunk cheeks got some work did wow that is like <laughs> that is like a really um sharp blind item okay so it's not tom cruise not tom cruise but, it's but somebody he, else it is an weaseling a plus their way into oh a plus a list mostly movie actor who's been pushing himself into the news each day i you know when i think a plus a list I think of two people, mm-hmm. Clooney yep. and Pitt. I was going to say Clooney. That's you know, my initial thought, but it, because pushing himself into the news would have to do with the Alec Baldwin thing, I think. So I'm not going to disagree with you guys because I think those are all great guesses, but that's not the one that people seem hmm. to keep coming back to in the comments. And I actually was surprised, and then I Googled, and I was like, okay. I mean, okay. think about a person who is always in headlines and you're like and in fact i know you've done this colleen where you're like i have had enough of this and i need you to stop doing this well 
Smith. Oh, right. Ding to the dong. Of course. Ding, ding, dong. Let's not bring the word dong into any conversations (laughs) about Will Smith. Oh, I don't know. I mean, okay. anyway, so uh, the actual blind I'm just saying item. He'd be only too happy to go down. That's that true. Road. He would tell us all about it. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't already. But anyway, Will Smith sure has been pushing himself into the news each day. Hmm. One thing he hasn't mentioned, says this blind item, is the plastic surgery he had done to his face. And no, it's not Tom Cruise because hmm. we know Chipmunk Cheeks already had some work did. Which is why everybody um, didn't recognize him outside that restaurant. Here, this is what you really need. You really need a side-by-side of an, of old Will Smith and recent Will Smith. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I mean I again, welcome Listen, to Hollywood. I would say fillers. Yeah, and also... Oh, that's, I think, what they're talking oh, about. Yeah. Honestly. I just, it's surgery. not offensive. Like, it's, you know, it's not like some people that yeah. we we have seen walking around with... Faces on yeah, like Tom Cruise for sure. Whoa, what happened there? And you know, you noticed how like he every he showed up. Everybody's like, "That's not Tom Cruise." Um, He looks weird. And then he showed up a few weeks later, and it was like, "Okay, now you're kind of going back to normal, huh?" I wonder if he went back to the like ye old uh, filler Mm -hmm. studio, Nip and Tuck factory, and got some sucked out. Mm -hmm. Another blind item. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. This is a good one. I think you're going to have fun with this one, ladies. Buckle in. Okay. It's award season time. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. This A-plus, A-list, mostly movie actor is working the publicity machine. Pew, pew. Every single day this week, there's been a different story about him. And he managed to work out the details for the contract to have his girlfriend back for the season. So that'll get him even more press. Which he did today okay. for just okay. that very behavior. Okay, Ooh, are we see every day his girlfriend back for the season? So again, for you know Donna and the other audience members who maybe don't get as deep as we do all the time, what this is implying is that you know first of all the publicity we've all seen the publicity blah 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 that'll mm-hmm. make sense, but while that was all happening. He managed to work out the details for a contract with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like a publationship experience. Yeah. And that actually, that publationship resurfaced yesterday or today. Okay. And this person is At a least plus. in pictures. Okay. It's an A plus. A plus, A list, mostly movie actor. He movie. is working that publicity machine. <sighs> Should I know this? Will this You'll be like this. very obvious it's to me? So obvious. so obvious. So this person has a girlfriend. So think about a publicationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where they were not any longer in a publicationship. Mm. Because remember, he worked out the contract to get yes. her back. Okay. Oh, is it like a Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Oh! Is he back with Irina Shake? Shake Shake. Google it because Shake Shake Shake. December first, yesterday. Mona uh, over at ET said, Bradley Cooper says it's very special to have Arena Shake at Nightmare Alley premiere with him <gasps> on the red carpet. Ooh, oh, oh my gosh. And, and they, they the spent story. Thanksgiving together, says page six. See? Okay. See? And then he was in the news yesterday for having been held at gunpoint yes. or something. He's been telling these stories. Oh, look at them. They're looking cozy. Oh, good. Donna, it's not real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Guys. It's real. No. Come on. She's like a professional beard. Really? Yes. Well, uh, so that's not- the, So the rumor and the blind items, to Colleen's point, is that she 
has done this before. And I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There are other people throughout Hollywood who have been alleged to regularly engage in this kind of behavior. See Olivia Munn. Yeah. <sighs> um, et cetera. But not okay. Sia. See. Olivia, Olivia Munn. Okay, so Olivia do Munn. we think, do you, is your belief that Bradley Cooper is gay? I don't know. You know, like I always don't, I, I care less about, because these kinds of rumors, whether it's Bradley Cooper, whether it's Nick Jonas, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, the Tom list goes, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I think it's less um, a matter of what their actual sexual orientation is and more that they just don't, Want, want to have real relationships in public. So, and so it's see. much more convenient yeah. to have a working partnership and then get your stuff on the side without Hollywood's prying on. They eyes. have children. Well, okay, okay this is Bradley will answer this for you. I will. Because you always have the best, you always have the best response to that. People have had children. Oh, have you met humans who've had children and you've looked at them and yeah. said, why did these two buffoons have children? How did that happen? Yeah. Right. right like people have ch- children for all the, I shouldn't say all the wrong reasons. Maybe she have wanted all, a child. For all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Right. Money. Like, yeah. Right. So, the, you know, the thing as a, and as an expert on relationships and beards, <laughs> I typically say to my people um, that a be- like having a beard, we always have a tendency to look at the beard as though it is to hide sexual orientation but the truth really is like like bradley said there's all kinds of reasons why people might want to appear to have a significant other it could very well just be that they're going for certain types of roles well because the the currency pays off so why not have your side sauce so donna you have a secret lover that nobody knows about i I like this storyline i'm sure of it you do you probably do and you never have told any one of us because (laughs) i know how private you are Right, because you understand the need to have a private life right. that it does not get interfered with by your public persona, because you're a very public figure. Okay, and the world has very specific ideas about who you are as a person. So you want to present yourself. What if you want to get way? kinky? You don't need to get kinky out in public, or okay. even if it's not kinky, you just want to have something that's not touched by the outside world. Right. Okay. I like and so, this. what if Steve Patterson? Let's use him as an example. Okay. What if he was like, "Hey, Donna." Do you want to get married and it'll be beneficial to both our careers? It'll make our show ratings like assuming Steve doesn't actually have the wife and children that he actually has, but right, like, hey, we like each other, like, we're both trying to make it big, we need careers. Yeah, I get it. That's Donna, disappointing. Thanks Donna, for having me. You're so welcome, and I'm Thanks. glad that we could just really take you on this ride. Um, everybody. <laughs> Check out advanced degree for Donna, Donna and Steve tomorrow during their live Santa stop broadcast. Thank you. Um, We are going to be in mound at the um, closet 
Twin Cities Closet Twin Company. Twin Cities Closet Company. Yes. The mound location. Come Perfect. Out and see us. Thank You're going to you. be in the closet tomorrow. Great. Bring um, a gift <laughs> for the kids and families yes. at Ronald McDonald House Upper Midwest. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play Whamageddon. After this, on my no, we're not going to play it because just in case you're playing, you're not going to lose. But we're going to tell you what Whamageddon is, and we're going to make sure that you are safe after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Brian. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Boy, we sure are dreaming of a white Christmas. It feels like a dream right now because, oh my gosh, like it was 42 degrees on my temp on my temperature gauge on my car as I drove in today. Yeah. I was like, whoa, it's but beautiful. Christmas is coming. And I wanted to acquaint you with a fun little game that I think I'm going to play. Okay. It's called Whamageddon. Whamageddon. What's a Whamageddon? So have you heard of Whamageddon out of here? Yeah, right. You haven't heard. You probably haven't. Maybe you haven't heard of this. No, I have um, not. Okay. So Whamageddon is sort of a social media created game. And the rules of the game are as follows. And I just love it so much. Um, and you get to play it. You have to play it on the honor system. It is a game that lasts starting yesterday, so from December 1st, all the way through December 24th. Whamageddon ends at the end of Christmas Eve. Your goal is to go as long as possible without hearing the Wham! Christmas classic last Christmas. Oh, okay. Now, listen. This is, again, it's a social media game. You play it on the honor system. Yeah. I would like to propose, and I'm going to have to talk to people here at the radio station. I would like to propose that we keep my talk a wham-free zone so that people who are playing Whamageddon know that this is a safe space for them to be. Yeah. Because the goal is to make it to the 24th without Wham's version of Last Christmas. That doesn't mean you can't listen to the song. Yeah. If you hear it elsewhere by another artist, that's fine. You just can't hear. You're trying to avoid hearing Wham's version. Yeah, I guess if you avoid like all Christmas music, you'd probably have a good chance. Right. But if you're like heading into any public space during the holiday season, good luck. You better be quick. Okay, so the first rule, like I said, is to go as long as you can without hearing Wham's Christmas classic last Christmas. The second rule is that the game starts, as I said, on December 1st and ends at the end of December 24th. Use your own local time zone to determine that. All right. The third rule is that, again, like I said, the only the original version applies. You can enjoy any other remixes or covers, but you cannot hear, you are trying to avoid the original Wham! classic last Christmas. Yeah. I hope you don't have friends that... <laughs> Well, let me get to that to poke fun at you because you could ruin their day. Well, I'm going to get to that because that's there's also a piece of the rules that addresses that. The fourth rule is you're out as soon as you recognize the song. Yeah. The bonus rule is that you can post on social media with the hashtag Whamageddon hashtag when you get hit with Wham. Now, this is the this is the piece. There's a, a little extra piece here. Uh, they say, well, we can't. This is created by some social media users who even have merchandise. If you're playing along, um, while we can't stop you from deliberately sending your friends to Wham Hala, the intention is that this is a survival game, not a battle royale. So, meaning, you don't need to go out trying to Wham bomb people. You, this is about survival. It's a community building game. It's okay. a fun thing to do with your friends on social media. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there is merchandise available. Oh, that's cool. You can get 
sweatshirts that say I survived Whamageddon 2021. Whamageddon 2021. It's, ki- it's just kind of a fun little thing. My husband mentioned it to me the other day. He's like, I think I'm going to play. I'm like, I don't really know. Like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to play? He's like, you don't have to do anything. You just, you just decide. Hear yeah. Wham, hopefully that's all you have to do. Yeah. So listen, I am going to, I'm going to take it upon myself. Um, to talk to our social media person and our program director and say, can we just, can we commit to being a wham, a whamageddon, a wham free space, a wham free space? Yeah, why not? Because I want people who are playing whamageddon to know that there's a place where they can go. They don't have to worry about it. And they don't have to worry yeah. about it. No, that's a brilliant idea. Because, you know, we want you to play, we want you to have fun. And we want you to listen and be jolly during Christmas time. Yeah, and we don't want to ruin your Whamageddon experience. Yeah. So uh, I'm playing. Play play if you like. So all you have to do if you're playing is... Uh, like exist in the world. Okay, so you don't have to like sign up anywhere or no. do anything? Okay, no, well, it's just super like fun. We can all play. Yeah. And That'll then be easy. And then you just... and then But and then, then the fun thing to do... Because true. Because you're screwed. I want to see, oh, somebody, Stacy said, I was out so fast last year because of my talk. This is actually a thing that has, like, been going on. Yeah, I, apparently it just came there's to like, my, my world this year. There's, like, a next level, apparently, this year, Bublivian is a thing. Oh, what's that? Where you try to avoid Michael Bublé mm, holiday songs. I kind of love that. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is the celebrity story that you are just so over? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.